This is Battleground Ballot Box, a production of Georgia Public Broadcasting. I'm Stephen Fowler, and today we're going to take a step back from all the voting chaos, sort of, and talk with someone who represents the future generation of voting and political participation. Well, um, back when I was six years old, I memorized every American president from George Washington to, at the time, Barack Obama. And um, since then, I've been very fascinated by politics. 19-year-old Niles Francis isn't your typical teen. He's amassed a large following on social media as an elections analyst and forecaster, written for publications such as Decision Desk and Larry Sabato's Crystal Ball, and probably knows more about precinct and county-level election results than anyone you will ever meet. Niles is currently taking online college classes at Georgia State University because of the pandemic, but you can find him schooling people on demographic changes and partisan shifts on Twitter, posting red and blue tinted maps of things like election results if Joe Biden were running in Georgia's 7th Congressional District of the 2000s, and engaging with the political news of the day. What first drew him into politics was 2016's presidential race, where he saw a lot of discussion about swing counties and vote counting, etc., etc. This year, his interest has intensified because of the ceaseless news cycle of 2020, from the killing of unarmed black jogger Ahmaud Arbery on Georgia's coast, to the nationwide protests following the police killings of Breonna Taylor and George Floyd and Rayshard Brooks in Atlanta. I say those events, as tragic as they were, as you know, horrific as they were, um, I think those events did a really great job of media organizations have started including more um, minority voices, more younger voices in conversations about police brutality and criminal justice, things like that. Because prior to this year, like, you know, voices such as mine and others haven't really had a, like, you know, a seat at the table when it comes to these conversations. Now we do because people see how important these issues are. Politics, like most institutions, favors the loud, the white, and the well-established. Niles, who was young and black and just starting out in the field, says that the online world of election mapping and analysis, colloquially known as Elections Twitter, is a great equalizer. Well, it's basically a group of young people who love following elections and love breaking down election results and enjoy having conversations about elections. Obviously, it's on Twitter, so um, <laughs> hence the name election Twitter. Pretty much like, you know, it's just young, younger people who, um, you know, from high school to college and even um, a lot of analysts and reporters keep track of what, what we all do as well. We all like, you know, break down election results and map election results and talk about election results. It's good because it gives us all like, you know, a space to talk about these things. Like, you know, a lot of us, especially myself, a lot of a lot of us don't really have these types of conversations with our peers. So like being on Twitter, having these conversations with people on Twitter, um, it really it, it allows you to find like, you know, people your age who enjoy these kinds of things. It can be overwhelming at times. 23,000 followers and counting is a lot to manage, and earlier this year, the young analyst was chased off of Twitter briefly after Marjorie Taylor Greene, soon to be a Georgia congresswoman, sicked her followers on him for a couple of days. But it's also an opportunity to digitally travel beyond his home state of Georgia and learn more about other places and what makes them tick. Precinct results and changes over time may not excite you or even make a difference in your understanding off the bat, but Niles and others have used this mundane data as a tool to tell larger stories that can fill in the gaps of larger trends. 
I think, like, um, you know, I'll use, you know, Gwinnett County as an example. Like, it was once a Republican stronghold. Now it voted for Biden by 18 points. So um, stories like that, like, you know, trends like that, like, you know, I think that, you know, maps do a really good job of telling those stories of how diverse a county is becoming, how big it's becoming. So I think, like you said, it's, you know, there's a lot more to it than just like, you know, a bunch of random colors, you know, put together. <laughs> it basically tells you a story of like how a certain county, a certain district, a certain state is um, changing, you know, politically, demographically. It tells all sorts of different stories. One story he is enjoying watching firsthand is the 2020 election cycle. He's offered predictions about the presidential contests and other races, but this double-barrel Senate runoff happening now is a whirlwind to experience. Runoffs are all about one thing and one thing only. Turnout, turnout, turnout. <laughs> so the main thing I'll be watching is, um, is which party does a better job of getting their base out to vote. Like, you know, obviously for Democrats, Democrats have... Um, They've struggled in runoffs in the past because, like, you know, runoffs, they tend to be older, they tend to be whiter. Um, but that's, um, I'm not going to say that that's going to be the case this time, but there's just a lot of unpredictability going around this time around. For one, Georgia's races will decide control of the U.S. Senate. No pressure, right? And with hundreds of millions of dollars in fundraising and spending so far, it's hard to predict who gets swayed to vote for what candidate. So I asked Niles what he would do if he was working with each campaign and what observers should be looking for for each party to win. Like, you know, in terms of like, you know, what Democrats would need to do, Democrats would need to um, do a great job of turning out black voters and other minority voters who don't usually who don't usually show up for these runoff elections. For most voters, like, you know, it's usually the presidential election and that's it. <laughs> Like that's unfortunate, but that's usually the case. So um, I think they need to do a great job of informing informing voters of the um, stakes in these runoffs and um, turning out and um, mobilizing minority communities to get them to the polls. For Republicans, it's all about that rural turnout. Like they need to get that huge rural turnout in Northeast Georgia, Northwest Georgia. They need to get that rural turnout if they want to offset, like, you know, the Democrats mail-in voting push, um, early voting push. They're going to, um, if they want to win these runoffs, they need to have like a huge, huge rural turnout on election day in January. And um, we're not exactly seeing that in the um, mail-in returns so far. So um, I'm assuming that they're hoping that a huge rural turnout on um, election day in January will save them in the end. So far, early voting data shows increased interest in the runoff, but mainly driven by Metro Atlanta more than those rural strongholds that support President Trump. Speaking of the president, he's coming to Dalton in northwest Georgia, Marjorie Taylor Greene's district, for a rally the night before Election Day next week. It's going to come down to turnout, just like Niall said, but the ambitious young analyst has his sights set on the next big thing to break down once those runoffs are complete, redistricting. In a time where politics is so divisive, where we have friends, family, neighbors, and lawmakers fighting and arguing over the future of our country, it's nice to know that the younger generation is engaged and involved and curious about what comes next. Still to come, we are one week away from Election Day, and we've come full circle. 
This election is in many ways a referendum on who we vote for and how those votes are counted. We'll talk once more to Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger and his staff about what the heck happened and how we move forward. Hope you'll join us. I'm Stephen Fowler. This is Battleground Ballot Box, a production of Georgia Public Broadcasting. You can subscribe to our show at gpb.org battleground or anywhere you get podcasts. Please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Our editor is Wayne Drash. Our intern is Eva Rothenberg. The show is mixed by Jesse Neiswanger. And the director of podcasting is Sean Powers. Thanks for listening. <laughs>